as the battle continues. Oh. Not the literal end of the campaign. Yes. Ah, 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 ah. Yeah. 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 Yes. Indeed. Quite indubitable. Indubitably. Right. Top of the round. To the sniper in the top corner that has been uh, shooting the whole time. He's going to take a. Uh, they're going to take a shot. Uh, two shots towards Calduin. Uh, no, just one shot towards Calduin. Uh, Does Calduin get any cover from the combination of the uh, the marketplace stall and the tree? Uh, they severely miss anyways. Uh, we wouldn't have to take it into account. I rolled a three. Sorry. Uh, as the, the bullet uh, collides into the palm tree as it explodes in a burst of flame as the top of the pine tree into the water below. As a pine cone drops on one of the bloodhound's heads. No, it drops on your head dealing eight damage. Fair. All right, bye. (laughs) Uh, Alistair, you're up with Beckett on deck. Uh, We are down hither. I'm going to do the unthinkable. Quite probably. Well, your brain nope. in DD far surpasses mine. I'm going to take this turn to probably move my uh, full 30 feet because. One and two, as far as I'm concerned, are resolved because I've heated metal their weapons. So let's go southeast one, uh, east, east, northeast, north. And then I'm going to burn one of my inspiration points to rapidly cast concurrent uh, uh, concurrent infusions. What does that do? That lets me cast first level infusions to create three uh, three wands. Assuming that I make the roll for it. Ah, fair enough. Gotta make the roll for it. Speeds things along anyway from one minute each. <clears throat> uh, did we ever finalize what type of armor that uh, these guys are wearing? Um, I would probably say studded leather. Studded leather. Okay, then. Uh, and I would like to remind everyone, just just to be fun, we're trying to do uh, descriptive turns. Mm-hmm. All right. Course, I'm you know I'm not not I'm not targeting you, uh, Alistair. Mm-hmm. Just I'm just reminding everyone. 
being a douchebag, you know me. Terrible, horrible, awful. Okay, uh, <clears throat> I'm going to cast... Well, I'm going to rip my, uh, my wand bracer for the uh, two blanks and my arcane etcher. And I'm going to start pumping it full of copper-colored uh, mana as it uh, has they start to flush to life with uh, forgotten occult energy. I'm going to try to uh, grant them the blinding beauty spell, the dancing web spell, actually no, the freeze armor spell, and the mind web. So, let's see if I can actually make the DCs for these guys at level 8. Cast for level 8. Okay, that is a 14 plus 2 plus... That should pass. Uh, let's go ahead and start with, or rather continue on with the freeze armor spell. That is a 20. Yay! And, uh, let's go with the mind web. 16 plus 2 plus 2... During this brief artificer's term, brief is a very strong word to use there. <laughs> uh, I just wanted to say thank you very much for watching, everybody, and to please uh, like and subscribe and to check out our um, other works. We have uh, my streaming on Twitch, uh, twitch.tv slash P, triple I, N, K, 88, probably, uh, or just one eight. It's one of them. Uh, as well as uh, Fan Rant Tan and uh, Ben Fender Podcast on YouTube, run by uh, uh, our good friend Owen. And, and um, to uh, preemptively apologize to our editor for the nightmare he's going to have editing this episode. Oh, God, yeah, please. Love you. Um, <laughs> Love you. Leave a like for, like for our editor. Our poor editor, he's putting in the work right now. He's working overtime trying to get uh, the edit the episodes out, and we're only making it more <laughs> difficult for him. So uh, we love you, Liam. Please feel better, um, and please don't hate us. <laughs> so, my checks should be good. Fucking fanbabular, my friend. Uh, is that all you do with your turn? That's my move action and my standard action. I'm done. Beckett, you're up. Cool. Um, is Knees at two or at one? Like, who, who is he? You are... Uh, number one and number two are, are enemies... Uh, Beckett is B. Yeah, yeah. well, which, which, do, do we remember which uh, enemy 
knees is facing. I believe it's one. Uh, one has been thoroughly uh, thrashed from having lost a whole bunch of uh, mobility options between dexterity damage and such. Uh, number two, I believe, is still reasonably healthy. Okay. So we'll uh, say out out of logic, he would be facing two if one is kind of incapacitated-ish. Okay. Uh, um, one as... is very weak in terms of stats, but still high-ish health. And two is still high-ish on stats with very low health. Uh, yeah, you're correct. Uh, he is pretty low on health. Okay. I'm gonna, uh, attack two then, just cause it's the closest one to me. Uh, I'm gonna attack with my cane sword, so. First is... Where are we going with you? Uh, first attack is a 26. Uh, first attack is a 26. 26 will hit. Okay, second attack is a 10. 10 will not hit. Figured. <laughs> okay. So, uh, would you like to go ahead and describe how you uh, slash into this... Uh, the uh, the. So you would you would recognize uh, what these bloodhounds look like? They're wearing their classic, um, almost ninja-like black uniform with uh, red uh, threads stitch in, so it has like a bit of a red accent to it. Uh, but as you you look into their eyes close up, you can see that it is completely inked over into nothing, as you can see. In the small parts where the mask does this exposed skin, you can see their their skin uh, grayed as you see dark uh, lines running through their faces. Um, I would say Beckett's like holding her cane sword, like cane, <laughs> and like. Can I have her second attack? her first attack so it's like a miss and then yeah sure yeah. go for okay. it um so forgets to take the cover off of her cane sword and just boops the guy on the side of the head and goes oh shit whoops and then <laughs> come on <laughs> no, don't don't forget don't you you're a you're an experienced fighter now uh and you and you have experience. eyes watching you go for something cooler I thought that was really cool. I really like that. <laughs> Seems a little, little goofy and clumsy for something Beckett would do as as a as a refined. I don't. I I wasn't aiming for like unrefined. I was aiming for like forgetful because she is old. <laughs> All right, make it cool. Hell yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry, redescribe that as as I interrupted you. Okay. Um, she's holding her cane sword. Walks up to the dude and goes to swing and just boops him in the don't, side. Don't don't rush it, V. Don't rush it. Describe it. Feel it. Live it. Um, she walks up. Uh, she hobbles up to the dude. 
with her cane and then um, lifts it up and whacks him inside the head. Doesn't do a whole lot because the cover's still on the cane. So she like, actually, she doesn't even take it off with her hand. She just whips it off with the sword, like just throw, like, throws it away and then comes back around and crosses across his chest with it and like just does it really quickly so that he doesn't have a chance to like respond to that straight across his chest <laughs> yeah as you uh you go and swing swing your blade out and uh knock the the base out into his jaw he kind of <sighs> he groans like a human uh and as you kind of realizing you click the uh the uh ornate uh button with the uh letter l inscribed into it as you kind of whip it out into your hand as uh, the she slides off as you go for uh an uppercut towards his, his chest as he ah cries out as in pain as you see a mix of human red blood and what looks like ink Okay. As you slash your blade through his chest, uh, a familiar chill washes over your your shoulders. You hear the voice of the poison echo in the back of your mind. Why are you acting like a pacifist? They're already gone, darling. Do what you have to do, silly girl. As uh, that's what you do with your turn. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't think there's anything else I could do. Uh, so number three's turn. Does anyone remember if he's facing our goal in our Tobin? Was he grappling facing with Tobin? Tobin currently? Yeah, he's, he's facing, facing Tobin. Tobin currently. <clears throat> yes. Um, I think so. I'm not a hundred percent on that. I'll I'll call it Tobin. As uh. The number three blood hunter begins to move. Orgolan, you feel a, a chill run through your blood as you feel like a kind of an astral hand grasp your heart. As you feel a blood curse at uh, course through your veins this number three makes a strike towards Tobin uh, he's gonna make two strikes towards Tobin because he's standing still uh, ooh, 
Gross. Uh, so the first one is going to be, um, I don't feel like doing the math. That's that definitely hits. And the second one was a crit fail, but succeeding on the pass. Uh, you see the the blood hunter, kind of for a moment focusing on the spell that takes her golem. As he makes a, uh, he rears his, his curved long sword. He stabs through a, a chink in Tobin's armor as he, as Tobin, uh, his young voice crying out in pain as it, his voice kind of cracks a little bit. Do you see his blood? Uh, uh, bursts out of the wound as, uh, uh, the, Blood Hunter rears his blade to try and strike towards the neck, but in the last second, Tobin uh, uh, stumbles back and rears his blade up to deflect uh, the attack. Orgolem with Yonatan, Peter on deck, and knees following. Yeah. Uh- Orgolem, what do you do with your turn? So, I am going to spin my ring of drow around casting darkness on top of me. (sighs) And then I'm going to take a five foot step to my left. And then... I forget. Am I facing three or the person who attacked me from behind? I think I'm facing. You're facing facing three. three. All right. Um, But you mean you can just turn around and run back towards Alistair if you want to. I'm good with that. You're you're concealed in magical darkness. You can kind of do what you want. Yes, I'm going to head towards Alistair. Probably just like the square next to him. 35 up uh, right above him? Yeah. Oh god, I've gone blind. No, the, uh, his, uh, what's your, what's the uh, radius on that? What's the radius of the darkness spell? I I'm on it. <coughs> Big, isn't it? I'm pretty sure it's like I'm pretty sure it's fairly sizable. I think it's a twenty foot radius. Yeah, because I'm trying to remember. That sounds point. right. Uh, yeah, yeah, darkness illuminates out to a twenty foot radius. So forty foot diameter. <laughs> I've gone blind. Oh, is it actually that big? Yeah, it's it's a forty foot diameter. <laughs> uh, no, it would actually reach out the square right before uh, or golem. 
like right where he ended to, he wiped right out of the uh, the effect. Oh, so it isn't moving on him. Mm. Well, no, no, he he casted it on the on this square, so it's five, ten, fifteen, twenty, twenty-five, thirty, thirty-five, forty. Oh, what? I moved it back. It should be right. Stop clicking. <laughs> I fucking hate technology. Says the leader of our broadcast. Yep. All right, fuck you. I'm not counting squares. It ends right before a growling comes out of the thing. <laughs> okay. Fucking blah. Blah. Um. How much uh, does the greater health potion do? Does it? Is it two times? I I believe it's. 3d8 plus con. Okay. So I'm, I'm going to use my greater health potion that I have in my... Sick. 3d8. Uh, Alistair, could you quickly uh, look up the effects of magical darkness for the purposes of the next few turns? Sure thing. <laughs> Okay. So 3d8 plus con. Do I add the con bonus to each of them or just at the end? Uh, at the end. So. All right, I get 24 health back. Hey, that's pretty good. I rolled an eight and two sevens, and I have a plus two for con. Hey, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Let's go. I can breathe a little bit. No, you can't. I will target you specifically now. <laughs> oh, fuck off. You might. Oh, God. The Bloodhounds are trained assassins. That's not great. They know how to pick out the weak ones. Not great for me and what I want to do, but it's okay. I'm sure everything will be fine. All right. Up next is Jonathan and Peter with knees on deck. All right. So, Jonathan. Um, Jonathan is just going to use his move action to roll the sphere into one and two again. Uh, sorry, what's the save on that? Uh, that is... Sheet. That is a D 
DC 17 reflex saving throw. On Uno and Duo. So, two has a minus six to dex. Mm-hmm. Um, it has a minus eight to dex. It got hit with the spear the first time around. Minus eight to dex? Yeah. The numbing Jeez. spear deals 1d4 dex damage on hit. So, that's a, that's a nine from two. Okay. And then, uh, what did one get hit by? I have his uh, roll uh, would be uh, 28. Yeah, like 28 total? Yeah. Okay, uh, the, so number two will get hit for 2d6 cold damage. 2d6 cold. And 1d4 dex. And then one is unaffected. That is five non-lethal cold damage. And four dexterity damage. Uh, you want to describe how this uh, knocks him out? And paralyzes him. Yeah, so as Yonatan uh, is Yonatan seeing the carnage that is off to his just having a look over, just seeing the flaming palm tree go down as the layer of darkness rises up from Orgolan's ring, and then the battle that's going on and he quickly turns his attention back to the battle in front of him and you know just seeing how badly beat up he's mind controlled dog folk are they're not dog folk by the way what are they again they're just uh, they're they're humanoid. They're they're mixed race, but uh, they're they're case agents, not Severi's uh, agents. So they're not blood. They're not actual dogs. They're just called bloodhounds. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Seeing as how how badly beat up these bloodhounds are, um, Yonatan just focusing on the essence of this numbing sphere once more he just puts his hand out and guides the sphere back into into the backs of both of the bloodhounds as the first one gracefully dodging out of the way just in time to see the numbing sphere switch directions and just roll oh just like rolls over the second bloodhound just flattening him like a almost like a pancake just rolls over the top of him and rolls beside him as the second bloodhound is knocked unconscious by the weight of this massive rolling frozen ice ball 
as the a little bit of frostbite like appears on his back from where the sphere impacted. Um, and I would like to uh, examine if this if these bloodhounds are under some kind of brainwashing or enchantment spell or something of the sort. I think by your uh, predetermined premonitions, you could already tell that they are absolutely under some kind of mind control spell. Uh, go ahead and roll me an arcana check. Okay. That's pretty good. That is a 22. Your previous uh, encounters with the Everdark um, kind of gives you some foresight into what controls these bloodhounds. You look into the the details of the of their skin and they remind you very particularly of what you similarly went through with your body decayed um but with these void dark lines running through their skin as well as well as their um viciousness and um, readiness to kill you allows you to believe that they are steps further beyond what you went through and you believe that they might be beyond saving now. Well, don't know if I don't try. As Yonatan is just going to once again wipe his forehead. The leaf mark is on his right hand as Yonatan weaves his hands together. A golden green light appears out of both as uh, he is going to cat as he's going to look over to uh, the the area over by Peter where he's going to look where the last known location of Peter was and he is going as this golden green light weaves in his hands he's going to shoot it off in a concentrated beam over where he last saw Peter. As I'm, as Yonatan is going to cast, attempt to cast Dispel Magic in a 20 foot radius burst. 
so what would the caster roll against that? So that would be or golem. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> you would uh, be rolling against any uh, magical ores inside the area, uh, or golem would have to roll a d20 plus their caster level and compare it against the enchantments or magic items present. So I am trying. So the dispel magic is for the darkness from Orgolan's ring, and then the brainwashing effect coming of Bloodhound three four, and potentially the guy in front of Peter if he that's brainwashed too or under some kind of magical effect or spell. I sincerely apologize. Could you say that again? Okay. Uh, so the targets for this spell, it, since it's in a 20-foot radius burst centered on Peter's last known location, that would be Orgolan's darkness. Mm -hmm. Any spells or any magical spells or spell effects from Bloodhound 3 and 4. Okay. And what's the DC on that? Uh, um, no DC. It is based on caster level. So it, in this case, uh, he needs to roll a d20. We add up to a plus 10 modifier based on his druidic caster level, and then we compare it against the caster levels of any magic item inside the area. Basically, the strongest one wicks out first. Uh, 1d20 plus caster level, max plus 10 against each ongoing spell currently in effect on an object or creature. DC for the dispel check is 11 plus the spell's caster level. If I succeed, the spell is dispelled. If I fail, it remains in effect. So, uh, so instead of giving you a roll, I'm just going to tell you straight out what will fail and what won't. So, Orgolan's spell will fade, but yes, uh, you feel no change within the Bloodhounds. <laughs> No change in the treasury. Uh, okay. That, uh, can I take that? Can I just? Can I take that back then? Or no. Uh, you you feel uh, as you cast a spell, you feel the enchantment on dispel magic. Uh, on the the enchantment uh, within the bloodhounds is too powerful for your dispel magic to affect anything, 
as as this this magic that that seems to be imposing them is from the Everdark himself, and 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 it it gives you like a, a cold, empty shiver, echoes across your spine, as as you feel the magic is just too powerful for for you to be able to shut down or withstand. All right, um, that's going to be my turn. Uh, that's going to be my turn. Uh, and Peter is just going to uh, go for non-lethal strikes and attack the enemy that's in front of him. As Peter is standing still, he's going to do a, a full attack action. Uh, so that is a 34 for the bite. Two claws is going to be a 22 and a nine. Damage? Um, do you want me to do damage or the... Uh, no, hold on. What, what, what were your... What, what were those numbers again? Uh, 36. Or 30. 36? For the for the first one. For the bite, yeah. Yeah. Uh, That'll hit. First claw attack is a twenty-four. Oh, sorry. I thought you were doing damage. Uh, yeah. To, uh, the first two will hit. The second one. Uh, the third one won't. The third <coughs> one is a crit fail. Yeah. So the, so that one just won't hit. Okay. Uh, that. Two D six for the bite. Uh, that is eight piercing damage for the bite. And the claw attack will be two slashing damage. Non lethal, of course. All right. Uh, knees is up next. All right, big old knees. Uh, knees is going to uh, just completely face uh, towards number one and fire off a. Uh, He's going to fire off just a regular old breath attack. 
light. I think he has a lightning breath. Yeah, I think so. Uh, do you have his character sheet up? Yeah, uh, DC 18 reflex save. Uh, yeah, that'll certainly fail. Alright, that's 66, baby. Woo! Uh, the whole thing goes down. And the whole thing goes down. <laughs> End of the campaign, boys. Today is the day. I'm just kidding. But today we do finally have a full table, so I thought it would be fun. If first I'm going to guess the order of our players, and then in such order, they're going to do the intro, but they can only speak one word at a time. No. So, oh, my. That sounds like Because uh, James. Yeah. Or Golden It would be Chris. And then it would yeah. be Owen. And yeah. then it would be Liam V. And. Wrong. No. It's V Liam Nate. V Liam Nate. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I thought Liam joined first. Then he got kicked out. I don't know how that happened, but that's weird. All right. I joined third. I think. Don't worry about. It. Well, first, hey, like regarding you and V. Don't question my order. It's just how my computer right. does it. Instead of questioning his his order, he's gonna start us off with our first word of our intro. When. Don't fuck it up, Owen. Wish. No! <laughs> Don't be a dick, Owen. Come on. You know Don't the saying. more difficult than it has to be, because if, if, if this has to go on for What do we say? Seven, How do you do a recap, fault. Owen? What does it start off? When we... Left. Oh, close uh, enough. I don't know who's next. It's V. Off. Yeah, she said off. Oh. We were fighting. Hey. Batch of Hatch. What did you what did you say? I said hatch. Hatch. Oh. Wrong. <laughs> These guys are bloodhounds. These guys are good guys. Right, I forgot. Yeah, You're good. say bloodhounds instead. <laughs> Go back. <laughs> Blood. Hound. That. Oh, I'm sorry. Kicked? Uh, was. That was, I think our grammar's going bad. Yeah, I think we're losing this one. Uh, we tried it. Yeah. Thank you guys for trying. That was awesome. Uh, we'll, we'll get it right one day. I was going for that we're brainwashed, but... <laughs> oh, I, I thought you were going to go for that was that kicked our asses. Nah, I'm, I'm chilling. <laughs> it was taking all my... I'm only a little bit bloodied. It was taking only all a little my bit. restraint from... But our healer's here. ...with the bloodhound remarks. Let's do it. All right. Uh, Nate, do you want to go ahead and recap uh, last episode and then the uh, little, little bit of the unrecorded bit of the fight? I, 
I haven't. I have not prepared a recap because all I've right. been busy all week. You're good, buddy. So it doesn't need to be last prepared. week after uh, escaping from the island of Iker and the meeting of the Vainglorious X. The Eddie now will have a conversation with Osiris, revealing many truths and few more questions Actually. as he dissipates di- dissipates into uh, nothing as the Eddie Nawul aboard the Candelabra sail towards the island of Farhaven to the aptly named Farhaven City to dis- uh, to discover and possibly recover the missing bloodhound agents that Kay sent there uh Weeks before, I don't have an exact timeline for you. Approaching this mysterious and eerie island as the colors uh, contrast seems to be faded, uh, they step uh, afoot into an empty city. They make their way in, seeing a few shadow creatures that seem to pay them no mind, as if the Adainau were the ghosts. Once they lose track of the shadows, uh, Tobin gets an itch on his neck that they're being watched. Then a pack of brainwashed bloodhounds uh, attack the Edai Nawul. As a brawl breaks out in the street, a sniper in a rooftop far away. Or Golan feeling damaged, the rest of the Edai Nawul taking some damage so far. As the Jedi now will attempt to wrap up this combat. All right. All right, all right, all right. Bum, bum, da, 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 da. Oh, oh my god, dun. it's the literal end of the campaign, guys. <laughs> Holy jeez. My, I love my. that that joke has just not gotten old for me, like, at all. Redacted. Redacted. I was a city once, but now it's I have fallen. Word? Oh, he needs some milk. He needs some milk. Right? One, three, four. No two. <laughs> no two. We're going to start off today's combat with knees. To the face. Oh. <laughs> Knees to the face. <laughs> I like that. I haven't said anything yet. Um, Get wrecked. Which is a, I mean, these are some suck. <laughs> well, I can't tell. He doesn't have go. his camera on. True. 
No, I know. I, I was just saying get right for the, for the hell of it. But good good, good call trying to call that out because I hate getting a whole sentence out and then realizing I'm muted. And then having to re-say the whole sentence. Okay. Annoying, um, so. What did I just recently do? Experience existential dread. <laughs> I know, I know. I've already used my weakness breath, so I can't use that. Yeah, for another turn. And I believe number one dropped his weapon. Okay. Um. Oh wait, no. I just used stench. That's what I did. Yeah. I'm a troglodyte. Stinky boy. Yeah, it's all coming back to me now. Um. Oh yeah. Okay. okay. Together. I I'm just gonna prepare, I guess. So I'm gonna take a five foot step back away from one and revert to my normal form, and that's what I'll do. And that's that's your turn? Yes, sir. Alright. Moving on to Tobin. Um in the thick of it. Have I grappled him yet? I feel like I did. Uh, yes, you did get him in a grapple. Right. So, Chris, you said in order to, like, actually tie him up, I'd have to take him to the ground first? You would need to succeed on a grapple. He would need to lose the grapple check on his round. And then it would come back to you so you could move in to pin him. Well, I already have him grappled. So yes. can I now pin him? Well, uh, yeah, if He's grappled on your turn. You can move in to try to pin him. Perfect. I would like to attempt to pin him. No. Uh, yeah, yes, of course. Please. Go ahead and roll grapple. Uh, yeah. Is it just it's just grapple again? Okay. Yeah, just a grapple. Let me check these. That one did best. Come on, baby. Nice. That's not bad. Um. How does a uh, 27 look. Absolutely will, uh, grapple, uh, will pin Beautiful. him to the ground. How and do you, is that my standard uh, action? Take him down. I believe it's a standard action to pin. Okay, so I had grappled him from behind. So as I have him grappled from behind, I'm gonna pull the how rope. How are you holding him from behind? Yeah, uh, so I'm just like, holding him. grapple held? I, I'm first. getting to it, I'm getting to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, ha I just had him grab from behind, just kind of bunny hug, but I'm holding the rope in my hand. So I grab the rope and then I pull it tight against his chest and then like, uh, like shoulder, like what the rope pulled tight across his chest, I push him it into the ground. So that, by so that, you know, like next time, once I, um, actually get a chance to rope, I can rope it, you know? As you slam him to the ground, he, he calls out in, in a, in a, in a guttural, uh, uh, agonizing groan and, and says none shall escape the father's grasp as he <clears throat> loses his uh, breath uh, as his chest is slammed into the ground um, I guess that will probably be it for my turn because I can't, like, uh, time up this turn or anything, so. 
So, uh, Grit, uh, the the small uh, goblin blood hunter uh, with the uh, kind of cracked graying skin and the, the dark veins running all over uh, her, where her exposed skin would be. Uh, she has uh, like almost like Wolverine claw daggers in in her hands as she she's almost like foaming at the mouth as she's looks look around looking around confused looking for uh, the the drow at realizing he disappeared into the darkness. She's going to immediately turn and is going to lash out onto Calduin. Um. Ooh, good rolls. Uh, a 30 will hit. On Calderon? That's double my AC. <laughs> awesome. So the other one will hit as well with a 25. Jesus. I know. Uh, I need to find some armor, apparently. D4, D4, D6. Uh, that'll be nine slashing and four fire damage. Okay. As uh, Calduin, you see uh, one of the people you actually became a little bit closer with well, with your time uh, with the Bloodhounds as, as you trained with, with a few of the members that are currently attacking uh, you see in front of you, uh, Grit, um, mother of two. Uh, Father of as none. she uh, just watching her, almost like a like a feral animal. It 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 hurts your heart as as Calduin, someone who who really values family, uh, and. You, in your heart, you feel a, a, you were adopted into the Bloodhound family uh, while you were seeking uh, to discover more of your ability. Now seeing your friends in a, in a state of helplessness. How does Calduin feel as they, uh, the claws gnash through uh, one up his uh, the side of his uh, rib cage, and the other one slashed towards his stomach. I look them in the eye. I'm gonna set this right. This isn't you. The father will return us to glory. Uh, moving on. The perfect timing, Calduin. It is your turn now. I'll just try to do 
what I can by hitting them with the pommel of my sword. Okay. I'll give you probably one d one d six bludgeoning uh, on on the pommel of your blade. Okay. With with, you, with your prowess of the blade, I'd give you one d six. So it's kind of a, a bulbous glass jar at the end. Yeah, I was just thinking, don't break it. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not hitting. I rolled a six. Damn. Well, funnily enough, when we played offline, Calduin got an inspiration point. <laughs> that checks out. So Do you only have one attack right now still? Um, I have... Two. I forgot that. Yeah, I rolled even lower on that second one. Wow, you gotta switch what? out your dice, brother. That was a different die. What? All my dice hate me. No matter what I do. Apparently! You just change, change your name to Cursed you in. Yeah. Oh, that would've been nice. So go with that roll. It was a 12. Uh, if I'm doing first attack, it'd be 17. Not, not 17, 19. 19. <laughs> um, Grit? Yeah. Yeah, that'll hit. Alright. A whole three damage. A whole three damage. I thought it peeled this off. Never mind, I guess. Uh, all right. As uh, how does Calduin uh, oh, after? Oh, sorry. Go I, for it. I, 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 it doesn't matter, but I uh, completely forgot that uh, I'm technically still in wraith form. Oh yeah, you are technically still in wraith form. So uh, th their attacks probably still would hit because they have to go for my touch AC, but they can't use strength on me. Okay, so um, give yourself four HP. Okay. Compromise. But that's all I can do. So. All right. Uh, number one. Number one. His turn. Uh. Sticky. <clears throat> Number one is, uh, he kind of looks around, uh, a little bit desperately. He stares forward, it stares into Nee's eyes and just growls. It's a guttural. As, uh, you see his eyes flicker, uh, to a crimson red as you feel a cold hand upon your heart begin to squeeze it almost it's this awful sensation of this cold hand grasping your heart 
as number one is going to uh, just run towards Beckett uh, with no uh, weapon in hand. He's he's just he's gonna go for an elbow towards her and an unarmed attack. But uh... does he have improved unarmed strike? Hold it. You walked Improve. into my numbing spear, you little idiot. Oh, he totally did walk into your fucking numbing spear. <laughs> what happens with that? Nice. Oh, I forgot you put that there. Okay. Since he's walking into it, I would assume You've activated my trap card. Sorry, go on, buddy. needed. Uh, yeah, go for it. He was not paying attention. He wouldn't have even noticed it, and or I don't think he wants to. Either way, Beckett's still getting an elbow to the face. Um, not necessarily. If oh, he's really? Not in, if he's not proficient in unarmed strikes, that's a negative four. Oh, okay. And if I deal enough damage, I might just knock him out outright. With the power of dex damage. Okay, 2d6 cold damage. Uh, that is 7 cold damage. Nice. And 4 dexterity damage. Uh, sorry, 9 regular damage, 4 dexterity damage. 7 cold, 4 Seven dexterity cold. Oh, I misread one of my abilities, so that doesn't even work. So, uh, can you describe as he wildly charges forward towards Beckett and enters the the uh, breaches of your spell and then gets paralyzed? So as number one, Bloodhound number one is just charging in, Yonatan seeing that he, that the Bloodhound has left himself wide open, Yonatan just, um, like, seeing that his, the gap between the numbing, the numbing spear and knees is really thin. Yonatan just with a ever so graceful flick of his fingers make closes the gap with his numbing sphere and it just smacks right into him. Yeah, describe the smack. Like what happens? As there's there's just a like a cold dry thud of the sphere rolling over uh rolling over the bloodhound's legs as you can hear a crunch and cracking of bone as the bloodhound falls to the ground and he can't move anymore very nice as 
number one falls to the ground. Number four, uh, watching uh, Tobin take down number three. He's going to move a few steps over and he's going to make just a downward strike uh, on Tobin. Um, I am going to check grappling rules for purposes of AC. Well, uh, they'll both hit. What's the what's um, the hit? The first one will hit with a natural nineteen. Second one is. What kind of weapon is he using? Like, is it a crit? Is... Longsword. Does that crit on a longsword? It doesn't. It doesn't crit on on a longsword, but that's. Yeah. Um. 33 for the first hit, and mm-hmm. then uh, that will be 26 for the second hit. Second one won't hit. So I'm going to. Second gonna, one won't hit. So I'm going to cast um, Wings of Cover in response to his um, first hit. Um, as... So he's kind of making just like a downward strike, uh, like towards like your, your, the back of your neck. So go ahead, you can go ahead and describe how your spell takes effect. I... Oh, okay. Um, so. Um, as I'm wrestling this guy to the ground, and out of the peripheral, well, he's kind of like beside me, so like, oh yes, but he's swinging. Th- okay, so out of the peripheral, out of my peripheral vision, as I see this guy going for a strike that would, you know, most likely kill me, my eyes are gonna be able to, to my eyes are gonna begin to glow as I, uh, as I um, see it happen, and. From and at the moment, like as the blade starts to come down, a pair of white dragon wings sprout from Tobin's back, and cover and um kind of like you you know like a dragon when it like covers itself like it um it wraps around Tobin's body, uh and as it wraps around his body, uh a sort of like blizzard is going to form, and as he um and as he goes to strike. Uh, his blade is going to, uh, as his blade goes to hit it, it's going to hit off this, like, wall of force created by the wings. As the wings push out again, blocking his blade, and the blizzard disperses. And Tobin's, uh, coming back, like, uh, Tobin's eyes are going to go back to normal and just, like, look around wildly, not quite understanding how that happened. Um... But being safe from getting his head chopped off. As the blizzard disperses, just for for a split second, you see Tobin in his new armor, fashioned uh, fashioned and forged by his father. On his back, you see a large pair of white-scaled dragon wings. As just for that brief moment, you see them as a... and glitter down in a in in a glistening snowfall as tobin in this moment that you cast a spell you hear an amalgamation of 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 a a combination of voices in your head you hear your mother your father your grandfather and tyriel and palor all at once say i'm so proud of you
as as the bloodhound's blade clashes upon one of the wings as it uh, with so much force kind of blows his blade back leaving leaving him completely open for a next turn uh moving on would be um Ari as she is going to dismount from her perch 5 10 15, 20, 25, 30 feet. As next up, we have Alistair with Beckett on deck. Ooh. <clears throat> okay. I'm going to move for or move north six squares, assuming that Orgolan is not opposed to me moving through his square. Go right ahead. Right up next to, uh, well, right near uh, Peter. And then I'm going to have a little bit of fun. As oh, I we love fun, don't we? As I pop out my arcane arch uh, etcher from inside of my uh, from inside of my uh, uh, wand bracer. And quickly carve into my metallic arm a combination of runes for stone and prison. Shoving my hand towards uh, three, four, and the goblin underneath three, or whatever the green skin thing is. Yep, that's a goblin. I'm going to cast Wall of Stone forming a full perimeter of four five-foot uh, uh, square, or five-foot by five-foot squares of, uh, or rather, a wall around number four, a stockade for the pinned number three, and I'm going to move uh, what remains of my uh, stone form to circle around and to roof the goblin. It's only Sorry. going to be an inch thick of stone, but I can uh, double the amount of space that I would normally have for wall of stone by having this thickness. So you're, are you encapsulating number four, you're capturing yep. number three, and then what are you doing to grit? And I'm going to uh, do a similar treatment that I did to number four of surrounding it on uh, all four sides and roofing uh, above grit. Yeah, go ahead and describe uh, this spell taking form. As though it was made out of silly putty, the, uh, all of the uh, cobblestones from, the, uh, from around the pier erupt upwards forming a massive wall, or inside of the cave number three, a, a stockade to hold around his uh, neck to restrain him, uh, as it instantly hardens, uh, they are allowed, all of them, three, four, and uh, the goblin are allowed to make a reflex save to try to escape from their fates. Good luck with for three. <laughs> Does my um, grapple have any effect on that reflex save? Yeah, four had a shit roll. I'm not going to give three anything, because he's pinned. And 
Yet another shit roll for grit. Let's see okay, if maybe. Hold on. Oh yeah, no, that, that'll <laughs> get all all three of them. I rolled okay. a a three and a seven. Nice. All right. Well then, that uh, that should pretty much wrap up those guys anyway. I mean, number three can flail about, I suppose. But don't worry, I'll take care of that bitch that shot me like three times, two or three times. <laughs> As uh, the cobblestone around forms cages around the, the bloodhound and a stockade for number three, you begin to hear guttural like screaming as you hear uh, Grit beginning to tr- attempt to tear at the stones with her claws to no avail. Uh, Beckett, you're up. As, um, uh, can I get a, a heal check from you? A heal check? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and... Ooh, we're switching those out. Um, that is a 13. Uh, oh Orgolan, Knees, and Yonatan. Uh, don't tell me how much HP you have. Tell me how damaged your character looks. <clears throat> we'll start with knees, just make it easy. Knees is looking a little hurt. Could you uh, maybe describe it in in any more detail, or is it just a, a little hurt? He's just got a few scratches on him. Um, he, from the attacks he's received, there's some minor gashes that you can see in the uh, areas that the scales have yet to cover. Okay, Jonathan. Yeah, uh, Yonatan looks perfectly fit as a fiddle. He looks almost completely fresh aside from the few spells he's cast in this battle. Orgolan. Orgolan seems really worse for wear. Um... You see a lot of, like, the claw gashes on his back, some some more stabs and slashes that he's taken. Um, he looks a little worse for wear than usual. Is, is Orgolan canonically ugly? Depends who you ask. He is a king. True, 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 true. <clears throat> All right, so Beckett, you uh, taking in uh, your com- uh, taking in your your comrades' health uh, among you. What do you do with your turn? Uh, I'm gonna. Can I get over to Orvolin with thirty feet? Or is that too far? 
You can get here. Is that within grabbing distance? <laughs> you know what? You're gonna accidentally trip on a rock and spring <laughs> five feet forward somehow. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. Me and Orgolan don't have the greatest relationship out of the team, so I'll just yoink them like I usually do. And, um, yeah, I'll just not damage, but like grab his arm without really a care. <laughs> and, uh, cast, uh, cure moderate wounds. You know what? I can see Beckett uh, oh, just casually uh, walking up beside Orgolan and just like patting his back like really hard. You, to, like, you, you know, know what like, I wanted ow, to do? Ow, ow, you know what ow. I wanted to but do? But then it, instead of healing, yeah. I wanted to walk right by him, slap him in the back of the head while casting Cure Mo Moderate Wounds and then make my way towards the rest of the group. That would have been but... pretty badass. <laughs> <laughs> I would have liked that. You know what? Fuck it. <laughs> That hurt. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead and go ahead and describe as you cast your cure model. So Beckett, not even looking at Orgolan, is just like marching towards the rest of the group. Orgolan's like, "What the fuck?" I just slap him in the back of the head, uh, and all what? you see is like, "What's the poison color again?" Now, do it right on his yellow. back. He's got a bunch yellow. of gashes on his back. <laughs> Do it right on the fucking gut. It was like, um, at like as my hand makes contact with Orgolan's head, you just see like a poof of purple and yellow, like smoke, from the casting of Cure Moderate Wounds, and yeah. And then Beckett <laughs> puts on a pair by. of sunglasses, and as yeah, his so. back <laughs> explodes in healing, she says, "Cool guys don't look at explosions." Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, go ahead and roll for a cube rod or wounds. Do I have to do that, or does Orgolan have to do you that? You do that. Okay. The only the only time they heal healing for themselves for you is healing potions. Right. Okay. Any other time is you casting it, so you do the healing. Right. Okay, that's... Crystal uh, only does one point. <laughs> ah, got him. Uh, and the smack did one point, it cancelled out. <laughs> Fifteen? Okay. What what is the rules on that? It's three D eight plus uh one per level. Two D eight plus uh one per level. Nice, okay, cool. Alright. We chillin'. What's that? Uh number three you see him wriggle around now being held by both Tobin and the uh the the socks uh, as he wriggles his fists around and trying to break out and roaring in frustration as it's on to Orgolan with Yonatan and Peter on deck. All right. Um, can you move the map up a little bit? Oh, yeah, of course. Other way, other way. Down? Yeah. Uh, uh, a little more. Is there anyone in the bottom corner? Okay. Uh, That's all she got, buddy. The one 
So there, there's Grit, who's in a stone box. There's four in a stone box. There's three in the stockholds, and then there's uh, Ari up in the top corner. She's mine. Is just repositioning herself. Um, she shot me in right. my tummy. She's dead. There's probably no way I can get to Ari this turn. What's your movement? Five, ten, fifteen. Uh, so I have. 60, I believe. You can't go through the wall of four. Oh, is there space over there? You can get right above Calduin. But that's it. Um, yeah, 60. Um, if, if I do a run action, can I get to Ari or uh, it's 120. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> I'm a monk. Of course it is. <laughs> it's crazy that your base speed is 60. Is that like as you level up, it gets higher? Or is it just starlight? Yeah. Oh, okay. As yeah. long as he doesn't wear armor. Ah. I would say it takes 115 feet for you to get to, to Ari. Bro. Because I'm going to give it a 10 feet to get over the stone wall. So 115 feet. You're a mini. But then you won't be able to do anything on your turn, so you'd be right beside Ari, and you won't be able to do anything. Uh, yeah, let me just appear. And say hello. Let me just appear right in front of our Ari. What's up? Monk shit. <laughs> uh, Jonathan and Peter oh, with knees on deck. Um, <clears throat> just for future reference, if somebody that you are not grappling is attacking you, you lose your dexterity bonus to AC. Okay, cool. Um, don't matter. I got the dragon on my side. And my uh, I don't. Is, is there anything you think you could do from for your turn? Because you're pretty far away from the combat. Uh, yeah, I can move. You can walk. Um, yeah, yeah, I can move. Um, and just on. get as close as possible. Five, ten. I'm going to use my action to wild shape into a griffin. Mm. And then I'm going to fly 80 feet. Oh yeah, it's big brain time. Peter looks over, seeing another group, like, what? <laughs> Mommy? <laughs> Um, and then Peter can't get to the goblin right now? The goblin is locked in a stone box. Okay, um, Peter has 40. Uh, how far can he get on 80 feet of movement? How far can he get? As yeah. the crow flies. 80 foot fly.
He could honestly get right to Ari. Uh, yeah, let's do it. Peter's just gonna fly on up right to Ari and give a, give Ari a big old bite. Alright, go for it. Mount! Alright, stat lock for you, good sir. You have... That is a nat 20. Uh, so that's just times two damage. So that is 2d6 times two. That's decent. 20 damage, 20 piercing damage as Peter just fucking zip using his wings, just clumsily flapping his wings and flying over to Ari as he's stop just stopping on flying he just descends down onto Ari and just hunkers down and just just rips a chunk out of Ari's neck yeah just tears it up and then spits it on the ground in front of her. Uh, knees, you're up. Um, with Tobit on deck. All I could do is just run closer to the battle, so it's about 40 feet of movement. You'll get it right up beside Beckett. Right. Tobin, Tobins, what are you doing? Uh, probably just gonna use, uh, run action to get over it right next to our golem. I don't know if I can get on that side. I might have to, like, squeeze in between Owen and Peter. That's too far. Fuck it. You're there. Alright. Word. Uh, Kaldun? Uh, Kaldun's just gonna stay by number three to make sure they do not escape. Fair enough. As Ari realizing very quickly that she is surrounded. Uh, she is going to jab her bayonet into her golem and pull the trigger of her rifle. Not good. Uh, me really wishing I had that I was a dragonborn right now. Yes. <laughs> awesome. Uh, so the first one is going to be a, uh, 23 to hit. Yep. And then the second one is going to be more than that. Fuck. Uh, oh, sorry. I closed my phone and then I realized I needed for damage. So... So the bayonet damage first sucks is going to be a uh, three piercing and four electric. Ow. The bullet is going to be uh, 11 points of piercing damage. 
3.5e attacks of opportunities. Uh, I know. We know. It's all good. Uh, It's all good. I I will get to that point. Uh, They will get an opportunity to to attack as well. Okay. Making an action within a threatened square provokes attack of opportunity. Yes. Of course, but uh, on, uh, as uh, you all hear the of a rifle firing into Orgolan's abdomen. In that brief moment, you just hear a small as the bullet is going to explode in a fireball. I need reflexes from Peter, Orgolan, and Tobin. Bitch. I hate this. I hate her so much. Oh, that was really good. Uh, Do you want numbers or are you going to tell us the pass? Are we going to pass? Just give me numbers. It's only three of you. Uh, it's 19. Uh, got a big old 26. Oof. 30. Yeah. Oof. Don't know how you're making a reflex like that with a bayonet in you, but... <laughs> Monk. <laughs> roll, that at, roll that at, um, disadvantage for me. That's a good point. Oh, I'm you sorry, Owen. A, you do have a blade inside of you. I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh, uh, of course. Don't tell me. Yeah, that's a 15. Oh, okay. Uh, Peter? Wait, where... We did lost you... Nate. Oh, we lost Nate. Uh, I'm going to assume it's a fail, because it's a DC 19. Oh, my God, of course. How much HP are you working with right now, Golem? 29. Okay. Thank God Beckett gave him a little love tap. (laughs) Uh, That'll be 17 fire damage and then 8 fire damage to Tobin. Damn. Uh, You you don't see the 70. You take half, so you take 8. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And so Peter and Orgolan will take 17 fire damage. As you watch, as uh, Ari is stabbing this uh, the bayonet into her golem's abdomen and pulling the trigger as she closes her eyes as she screeches out, I'm sorry, father, as she is evaporated by her own explosion. What the fuck? Oh, it's okay. I was gonna kill her for doing that to our golem, anyways. So with one and two, three and four subdued, uh, one, two, three and four subdued, as well as grit subdued, and Ari dead, the Adai Naul succeed in this combat! Hi. Welcome back. Uh, Peter's going to take 17 fire damage. Um, <clears throat> unless, he can, unless he can beat a reflex save of 19. Oh yeah, he beats it easily. Uh, he Did rolled you a roll? natural. Uh, yeah, I rolled. Oh damn. Um, I Peter rolled a natural fifteen for a total of twenty six. Hey, so me he's too. Gotta take eight instead. Oh, he's got no, evasion. No, he's not. He's got evasion. Yeah. Bitch got evasion. Bitch damn. Wait, who, evasion. Gave, who gave the fucking Griffin? Evasion. Yeah, but you didn't pass. <laughs> but you failed. I think I have greater. It still means that he only takes half if he has improved evasion. Yeah, I've improved invasion, so I take half. Oh, nice. So you take eight as well. So you take eight as well. 
I think she took the Where? full 17 based on her, like, evaporating. I think you evaporating. should take the full 17. No, no, her. <laughs> He's just a monk, dog. I know. Oh, shit, why aren't you big anymore? Oh, oh it's because the slideshow is big. So, with that combat wrapped up, we're going to go on a quick eight-minute break. Go, 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 go! Our goalie just laid on the ground like, ow. <laughs> I'd be like, see, she like, uh, uh, Toby's just going to be like, I told you she likes to go for the tummy. As he like clutches his own side. <laughs> oh. uh, yeah, eight minute break then. Oh yeah, let me pause it. <laughs> Feeling a little bit damaged, desperate in unknown territory. The Adai now will finish uh, incapacitating the last of the Bloodhounds. How um, how do you now, the streets dead silent, the colors faded, even as, um, does, it, does anyone have any, any bright color on their clothing blood <laughs> yeah definitely that <laughs> i've been dragging a radiant uh, uh harpoon behind me and i've got my shiny mithril arm even the colors just seem faded on your skin as if the light in this area is being drained by an unknown source. Uh, guys, I'm getting washed out. <laughs> okay. First, um, so, with that being over, and us being blown the fuck up, first things first, I'm gonna uh, turn to our goal and just, like, like kind of, like, looking at the, just the whole, the gash and the stuff, be like, dude, are, are you okay? I'm already walking up to him, bandaging him unwillingly. <laughs> I I lay on the ground. I'm like, Ugh. I'm yeah. I've, to do this, I sat right beside you because I am fairly worse for wear too at this point. I'm just already bandaging you too. Just like... <laughs> of course, these I'd like, two. I'd like to go back to numbers one and two to tie them up with my rope. Ah, yeah. Yes. Go ahead and give me a, a used rope check. After um. Beckett's done bandaging us up. I will go up to three and do the same, even though it is like, you know, restrained by like the neck. I'll just um, take care of tying up that one, and then we'll figure out what to do with the ones in the box. Actually, I'd like to use my uh, surge of fortune for each round in order to just set it at twenty-five. And I'm gonna use my wand to do it so it'll be like 20 plus so it should be all right yeah 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 go for it you guys uh proficiently tie up the uh the bloodhounds so what do we do with these other two as we hear like ah! <laughs> they're scratching against the wall and stuff well it's an inch thick just knock snow. and scratch i should probably put some air holes in there before tomorrow <laughs> well like yeah That's but about it? we have to you know bring them back to k 
Yeah, yeah, but they can have a little bit of detox time inside of the dark place. Okay. Um... We can have a timeout. What do you? <laughs> they're they're grounded. <laughs> For getting stoned. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, that was a rock solid decision. That was. We're <laughs> <laughs> on timeout. <laughs> um. I'm all done. That's you all. You might I got. want to make sure that like no ravens start to peck at this guy inside of the uh, inside of the stockade. But other than that. Uh, okay so i am going to try to i'm gonna reach into my bag and find my stone whatever sending stone or whatever to k kuakutaku's sending stones whatever you want to um i'm gonna like i'm gonna pull it out and be like k are you there fuck shit Hold on. Give me two seconds. Oh, hey, guys. <laughs> What's happening? Listen, we got good news, bad news, worse news, I guess. Um, we got to uh-huh. Farhaven. We okay. have successfully um, found the Bloodhounds. Um, we have captured a few of them because they are under some sort of spell, something affecting their minds. They were near, you could say, rabid. Um, but unfortunately, what was her name? I didn't know her, Tone didn't know her name. <laughs> I'm asking one of you guys that would know. Ari. Ari. In their um, rabid state, unfortunately, Ari um, blew herself up. Well, she was always um, colorful. I'm going to look down at my armor and just kind of wipe off some of the blood. He's a little colorful all over. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, Kelvin's explaining all this. Calduin is making a small grave. So listen, our do you want us to want to uh, what do you want us to just bring them back, or do you want us to investigate what might have caused this? Unfortunately, it's at the moment. Very... Long pause. Uh, during during the long pause, I'm going to be like, unfortunately, at the moment, we don't believe we have a way to fix them, but they may be better off in your care. So make the call. We don't have the hands or the means to help them. If the father has taken their minds. I fear there might not be much we can do. Learn what you can and get out with your lives. 
my agents know what the protocol is. They'll understand. Very well. Alright. Bye. See ya. And I'll throw the stone back he, into my bag. As he's, he just like cuts off with the sea, uh, you just hear a, a faint kind of bubbling sound for a moment as it as the ascending stone fades off. <laughs> um... What time is it, like, uh, here? Uh, currently it is four o'clock. You're hitting closer to the evening hours, but because this place is so... Drab? Drab. Uh, it seems probably close. like, it looks closer to eight o'clock. But I, judging I by, judging by the sun, not that it's casting much light. On, on this city, uh, it's about four o'clock. I don't know about you guys, but I say we take over one of the taverns, a tavern slash inns, and call it a night early. I feel like uh, definitely a few of us could use some rest after that. I couldn't agree more. Uh, I'm gonna get up slowly. <laughs> Get up uh, slowly from my sitting position and help our golden up. <laughs> um, <clears throat> as Tobin is lifting our golden up, Yonatan flies down to the ground, still in his griffin form. Gives Peter a little like Spider-Man waggle. Gives Peter a little waggle on his head. And then just, and then I just walk up to our golem, um, wing extended, and just this golden, golden green light appears on my claw, and just, just as my paw just slaps our golem's back, uh, our golem is going to get healed. We're going, what are you at right now? 21. Nice. Out of 98. Oh. Damn, you have 98. Yeah. All the healers in the group just beating the shit out of Owen while they're healing him. <laughs> I'm at 32. I love sassy healers. Out of yeah. 90, I'm at 32 out of 94. Are you familiar with spells of the fifth circle? Jonathan or me? Beckett. Uh, no. Uh, that makes things more challenging. I was hoping to at least try a break enchantment on these people for tomorrow, but... I mean, I'm down to try anything, but yeah, I'm not sure any of those spells that I know, so sadly sorry. Oh, I appreciate it. Um... I'm going to go help Caldo and dig a hole. <laughs> um, as Yonatan slaps the back of Orgolan, Yonatan's going to cast Cure Serious Wounds and heal him for 29 points. Hit points. 429? 29. 
four, uh, like four twenty nine. In a quantity of twenty nine. Four F O R twenty nine points. Oh. So a stroke for a minute, like. You know what? Uh, maybe we should just throw the rest of these bloodhounds together with the uh, with the guy inside of the stockade, and we'll just wall them up. At least for now, it's safer containment. Uh, yeah. That sounds I, I still have a fifth circle infusion that I can deal them up with my uh, wall for today. So if we get them all in a stone box, in a stone box, um, we should probably give them some air holes. Yeah, I say leave the rabid one in her own box, um, just in case she, being as Ill as She's they are. Here. Right, but I mean, like, don't, like, connect their boxes or anything, because all the other ones we can tie up so they don't hurt themselves or each other, but her, we can't. As no, of now, she, so. She's in her own box. Uh, One of the others is in its own box. I was just thinking of tossing the two that uh, that we'd dropped through, uh, yeah. through their lack of agility into the same box as the one with a, or the one that's currently inside of the stockade. That sounds alright to me. Um, I'm assuming the cadavera has no type of holding cell. What's that? Candelabra. I'm assuming the candelabra has no type of yeah. holding cell in it. Do we? No. Oh, it, it has storage space, but no yeah. holding cell. We gotta invest in that. Uh, but also, I don't know exactly what would happen if we put them in and then put the boat back into, like, bottle form. And it would probably be, like, shrinking person, considering the boat's fine. Probably, but it could also be, like, some sort of extra-dimensional space that people don't belong in. We'll use our gold to find out. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I do have a workaround for dam overtly damaging planar traits if we're dealing with what does that mean? Uh, um, I think a plane is different from extra dimensional. We don't know what the boat is, so we just won't put them in the boat while it's tiny. Just uh, maybe we could test that once we figure out um if there's a way we can save them or not. <laughs> um, Sounds good. Yeah, so can let's um let's get them all in the this area so we can sell them up. So we'll uh move them the remaining two to the over by the dude with the stockade. I'm gonna search for an inn or a tavern. That was our next step. Yeah, as uh, Alistair weaves uh, a new stone box into existence and giving them all air holes to breathe through, uh, Unitin begins to wander down the main street, uh, but he stops in his tracks as he sees a figure step out into the street.
But uh, first, before we cover that, the 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 anticipation. Uh, I have two other things to cover. Uh, Calduin, as uh, the, your other party mates rush off to uh, deal with other things, you begin to somberly dig a grave. As uh, later on, Beckett slowly drops trots up to you and begins digging with you. As finally reunited and uh, uh, just a moment of conversation. What do you guys talk about? I'm going to do like a up and down of Calduin while I'm there just to make sure like everything's okay with him. How's Calduin looking? Um, besides uh, the uh, word been there. I don't want to want to say. I just don't know what I want to say. Um, the the attack he just had, just the uh, wow. Can you tell him off my medication? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> A little bit. What? Um, no. Besides the aftermath of the attack he just got, he has a couple scratches here and there, but he looks okay. So he's all superficial. I don't think that's the okay we were talking about. <laughs> You're solemnly uh, digging I mean, a grave Becca in the was corner. Doing both. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> it, physically, he's fine. Emotionally. <laughs> <laughs> ah. <laughs> that's that's the whole prognosis. It, it looks like he's pushing through on rage right now. As I am just doing what I can to find whatever I can that's left and burying it. Once I finish, I, I in Asharati, he speak. I say something that would loosely translate to, may your soul be free in the sands of time. I'm going to pull a little flower out of my alchemy kit and just put it on top and let him stand there. Be supportive. <laughs> Thank you. No problem. Alright. Thing two. Throughout uh, these... Wait, oh, real quick. Um, the weapon that they were using, is it still intact? Is it still there? Their gun? Yeah. Uh, no, I'll say no. The uh, the barrel kind of sprouted outward. As, How is Owen uh, alive? It exploded. Okay. A barrel sprouted outside he, into him. Aided the explosion. It is uh, the the, bay- the bayonet was in I'm, him. Right, I guess. Kind of exploded outside of him. He invaded the explosion the in his abdomen. Make that so, make sense. So is the bayonet still intact? Uh, the bayonet would still be intact, uh, I would think, as as he gets kind of drenched in in Orgolan's blood and tossed to the ground. I uh, I take it and pocket it as a reminder. 
Are you cleaning the blade off of it? Award. Sticking it into your pack. Uh, throughout this entire conversation, knees throughout to, to towards the end of the combat, and now during this moment of calm, knees's head has been not pounding with a headache, but he hears a dull heartbeat in his mind. As he hears, uh, as he feels the earth beneath him vibrate with the heartbeat as it As Nees is, is reminded, uh, since he's in Farhaven City, he's reminded of that island that he keeps dreaming about. As Nees is kind of distant in his in his own thoughts. How does Nees react? Um, when uh, everything's Wait, when everything fi finally calms down, he and this, I feel like the earth is vibrating and the heartbeat in his head. He uh, stumbles and tries to uh, catch himself on whatever is nearby to steady himself as he thinks back on what he knows and looks around just in the general area to see if there's any indication or like some building or some landmass that he could use to help pinpoint where he needs to be um there's a there's a taller clock tower um a few blocks away you'd be you'd be kind of stepping away from your your teammates a little bit there's a, a taller clock tower that you might be able to gain your bearings. Um, with, with with this heartbeat and shaking that just won't seem to go, he I will go towards the clock tower, kind of kind of in a dazed like state. <laughs> I was like, what is that? And then I finally got it. I knew somebody was mimicking the heartbeat. I was like, who the fuck? Which 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 oh. one is it? <laughs> As That's great. That's good sound effect. I can uh, do that thing where I vibrate those muscles in my ears so I can like fake a heartbeat in my head when I like want to. So like when you said that I just gotta like do it in my like in my ears and make it go boom 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 boom. That's awesome. Yeah, like that. Uh, uh begins to wander off as Jonathan, looking down the street, seeing a figure step into the center of the street. You see the once white armor of Gwen uh, step out into the street. Oh fuck! As he 
looking towards you, seeing the carnage ahead. He draws his blade and holds it in front of him. How far is he? You see a large black pack on his back. You see his, his armor, once pearly white, now stained with, with what looks like ink and scorch marks. He draws his blade and stares towards you and seems to ready himself for attack. Yonatan, uh, looking back at Peter, just not. Yonatan is not trying to be aggressive in this moment. He's just more being protective of Peter in his Griffin form. Just staying back, not really sure how to approach this scenario. Uh, for for a moment, you have a standoff of of staring into each other's eyes. You see his helmet. Uh, covering most of his face except for the the small eye slit that he stares out to you. Friend or foe? Bless Paylor. Sheaths his blade. Begins to walk forward. As Izzy walks forward, you see uh, black cloths are, are tied around his joints. As you see, he is wearing a, a shadowy disguise to keep himself concealed within this island. As he steps forward, he kind of scratches the, uh, the neck of uh, adult Yonatan uh, Griffiniton. It's all right. You want a griffin? That's worse. Yeah. Griffiniton is better. Griffiniton is better. He, he kind of scratches your neck a little bit and uh, pats Peter's head and, and walks past. Uh, walks past you uh, as his, his guard seems to have dropped now. Jonathan, uh, as Gwen is... Uh, Passing along, Yonatan's just gonna give him a big lick. <laughs> it is good to see you again, Yonatan. A sight of retired eyes, for sure. As you see, a dark, a large, dark uh, backpack on his back that seems to, at times, kind of move and shuffle around. Uh, Yonatan is going to, like, point his wing in the direction that he came from. Dear friend, I would love to speak to all of you in person. Come with me. Yonatan and, consequently, Peter immediately just go with, just guide uh, Gwen back to the group. 
I'm glad you all may have made your way here. Are you safe? Jonathan digs his this... claw in the dirt once. <sighs> I feel in a, a similar position. Do you see two griffins and a shadowy Gwain uh, walk towards the rest of you as uh, um, Alistair finishes uh, up with his spell? Of yours? Yeah. I'm just getting like, he's uh, work buddy. Hmm. Hopefully not like these work buddies. Well, um, he's uh on the same level as Kay and Safiri. He's the herald of Paylor. Yeah, one of those. Okay. He takes off his helmet, kind of tucks it under his arm as he approaches you all. <sighs> it is good to see you again, my friends. We should probably find a good place for shelter for the night. This is, um. Come with me. I Alice. have a hideaway. Ah, very good. This is Alistair. He's a new comrade of ours. Alistair, he extends his hand, hand out for a handshake. I'm Gwen. Fantastic to meet you. I'm sure. <sighs> I'm sure we'll have to catch up some sometime soon, dear friend. Uh, come with me. Quickly, he leads you down a few streets, and uh, he uh, enters into what kind of looks like a residential building. Uh, but as he turns and and opens the door to a closet, you see a a staircase, a, a ladder, leading straight upwards as you all ascend the ladder, and uh, come to a a small perch, uh, just above the penthouse of the of this building that overlooks the, the middle of the town square. As you guys delve further into the cities, the colors fade around you even more. So, why are there shadows in the city? No. Well, it's a, it's a very long story. Um... Your friends, the Yadai Nawal, they had a an unfortunate ex experience in Lulara, where the the Everdark had breached one of their members and used him as a manifest to bring forth a, a creature of darkness and in, in destruction. They fought off valiantly from what they could, but there was this creature. What we know 
as a retriever, uh, an agent, a scout of the Eberdark. I now know that there were three retrievers sent into the boundless shores. One <sighs> through one of your comrades and one landed just north of uh, West Arist. It caused some minor destruction to some industrial complexes. No casualties, thankfully. The, the third one appeared here in Farhaven. Is somebody writing this down? I don't have a notebook handy and I don't want to miss what he's saying. West Arist, Farhaven and what? Uh, Lulara. Oh, right. Okay. Um, and then myself. Yeah, that was yeah, the one that in was, Lulara. That was the one in Lulara. Yeah. Gwen is respecting you by not being like, it was him! No, he's, he's being like, one of your comrades was breached. Um, he, he continues. Lulara. Sorry, I'm just trying to get them all. It was I'm West Area, Far Haven. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. Uh, just call a quick uh, a couple minute break and we shall get back into it. Yeah, one. The, the last retriever was here in Far Haven. There were no survivors. And what of the blood did they do that? The, the bloodhounds were, were were sent to uh, just check out a few disappearances they didn't know, and they walked into a trap. And was it the retriever taken. that did that to them? I'm not sure. This whole island's a mystery. I've been here for two days. Uh, he he goes to say something else, but he's interrupted by. A, uh, a, a, a quiet groan coming from his backpack. Oh. Well, he's back. Uh, Gwen kind of shifts his tone and opens his backpack, revealing a damaged but alive Milo. <laughs> oh, what the fuck? He uh, activates his mage hand, hands, and rubs his eyes. And... <sighs> Gwen? Hey, kid. Welcome back. Kid. Only a few hundred years younger than you, dude. Well, I managed to save one. He kind of turns to the rest of you. Milo, you know the uh, the Adenaul. The fucking dipshits. Hey, man! <laughs> hey, buddy. <laughs> oh. Jonathan gives out a greeting kind of growl. <laughs> the, uh, Milo kind of groans for a minute hearing Beckett's excited voice. And then, uh, he's like, what is a Milo? I'm a Milo. Reaches out a uh, a hand that is uh, uh, just a 
semi-transparent blue glowing mage hand attached to his wrist. So, what is a Milo? Machinery in living organism. Milo. Hi. I'm Milo. Who the fuck are you? Um, nice. He's our business just, partner. He's a, what is a Milo? What a, he didn't even have the fucking decency to say who is a Milo. Okay, I can be as nice as I want to. Well, to be fair, there was an answer to that question that we didn't know. <laughs> oh, well, you're stupid then. I don't know. Well, for the half robot, what do you mean? Oh, yeah, it's stupid of me to assume that a person's name is an, an acronym. I should have known. Oh. No, you should have. You're right. I'm a merchant that just kind of got tied up in all this. Huh. So, your partial construct. Yeah. Care for a patch-up? <sighs> I had a few spare parts back at the manor, but if you want to take a look, my shoulder's kind of seized up. Yeah, sure. I've still Boy, got a few, <laughs> I've still got a few circles of magic remaining on me for today. Might as well uh, burn them out. Uh, I'm going to hit him with a uh, repair critical damage. So was. He gets tw- 31 hit points back. Got it. Assuming that he counts as a construct. Your uh, magic attacking his shoulder a little bit unseize as he uh, stretches it out and kind of sighs in relief. Oh. Well, thank you, Merchant Man. Now, was, uh, was... a little better. Was he in the same state as them, or did you get to him before that could happen? Well, due to his um, metallic nature, he seemed to have uh, had some sort of resistance to it. Oh, I see. Well, um, we did our best to subdue your friends. We um, were able to capture and uh, restrain for the time being uh, most of them, except for, what did you say, Ari? Oh, that sucks. Well, um, Jonathan just thinking to himself, well, um, Ari's strategy kind of blew up in her face. And in Yonatan, or, uh, stomach. Yeah. <laughs> Nice. Probably shouldn't speak ill of the smear. Oof. Hey. <clears throat> I wish I had a bit of your thing, but I don't. So um, I'm just going to say, hey, and smear my eyes at you, as, merchant uh, man. As Yonatan uh, dismisses his wild shape, uh, 
transforms back into Alvin form. Just like, hey, how you doing? <laughs> Word. <laughs> oh, I got a word for you. Dad. I had a word for you. Because, uh, you know, Ari's dad. Can a robot make that noise? Well, he just did, so. I have one weapon, and two of you are pissing me off. Shut the fuck up. Hey, I didn't do jack. I was just pointing out. Yeah, well, Ari was my goddamn friend. If you want to make another fucking smart-ass comment, Yonatan, I will slit your goddamn throat. Um, Calduin walks over to Milo, takes out the, uh, piece of the bayonet. You should probably have this. You knew we're longer. Oh, good, I can use this. <laughs> Love you, too. <laughs> right, well... Let us settle our tensions for a moment. Um, for all of you who didn't know, Milo was one of the first civilian casualties of the second arcane purge. I managed to get him out and we, we found a very nice, uh, tinkerer who was able to save his life and well that's why he's in the state that he is so I would watch your comments because he's got a bit of a template so are you from um I know the name of the continent I'm from give me a minute yeah you do give me a minute we got uh I can picture its shape, but not its name. That's 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 wonderful. Mm -hmm. um, we got the Boundless, or no, we got the Darien Empire. We got Farhaven. We got. I keep just thinking Scorchtown, and because that's stuck in my head, I can't think of. Um, it was got... a bride wear at at a wedding. Ah, Veilbridge. So you're from yeah. Veilbridge. Mm-hmm. I um I've heard terrible things about the <clears throat> about the arcane purges. Uh I'm sorry. Well, they cut off my arms and burnt me at a stake. That's uh um where the fuck are we? Farhaven. Oh, yeah. Kind of rubs his head for a minute. Okay, I'm gonna go lay down. He just curls back up into the backpack. <laughs> closes. It closes the flap over. Before he seals himself up. Let me know later if you need any more patch-ups. <laughs> this doesn't actually happen, but all I'm hearing is just like a uh, faint emo music and coming from the the backpack. 
Well, uh, was pleasant. He's a uh, he's a good one. Good heart on that one. Well, a mechanical heart, maybe. Unity. Now is not the time for jokes. Thank you, Calduin. It's not a good session unless somebody no. smacks Yonatan. <laughs> what did you do Honestly. that for? It's usually me. So, also, thank you, Calduin. <laughs> what did you do that for, Calduin? Smacks him again for the stupid question. Wow. <laughs> Jeez, I'm just trying to so. open the mood. The other reason why I've chosen this select hideout, he kind of slowly opens uh, a curtain behind him as it overlooks the uh, the town square. As you see, uh, three void black insectoid beings. Uh, I have a picture of it somewhere. Let me find it so I can describe it better. Okay, maybe I don't. No, I'm fine. I'm just going to Google it. <laughs> Hashtag not sponsored by Google. That'd be sick. Hell yeah. You see uh, this void black insectoid being. It's a small head with uh, four piercing yellow eyes and sharp pinchers on on its mouth. You see it, ha- it stands on its hind two back legs. This other four large uh, limbs are carving into the uh, carving dark runes into the cobblestone, as it's creating a large circular spell in the center of this once beautiful marketplace. Now all the stalls are destroyed and. Uh, shoved off to the side to make room for these these large insectoid creatures. These are massive creatures, probably standing over 14 feet tall from their hind legs as they're carving these dark runes into the stone with their talons. You see all four arms work at once. Are these guys crafting a massive rune circle? I thought the dwarves were the only guys that really had that kind of power. The, the father created all. He created them, and I don't know. My studies of magic were cut shorter than I anticipated, and so I can't identify what's happening. Can any of you study these rooms and see what they're trying to carve? Uh, were any of the books I read, like uh, on magic history, like uh, have sections on runes? 
Um, you you flip to a small section of runes as you you try to identify any of these, and none of them line up to to what is read in the book. Uh, I'll pop my head over his shoulder and take a look. Yeah, go for it. Uh, any knowledge roll or just uh, knowledge arcana would be knowledge best. And if I may also uh, give it a roll. Yeah, go for it. <coughs> Uh, 23. I'll give it a <laughs> shot, because why not? How's the 38? <laughs> I got a 10. Twice. Yeah, the 10's like, I think it's a um, giraffe. <laughs> As uh, you all uh, peer out the window to study uh, these runes. Um, you can't I, exactly identify any of the runes themselves, but in in the shape that they're being forged in, it kind of matches up to a few of the runic studies that you've uh, followed. It seems to be both a summoning spell as well as some type of environmental spell, as you can tell that this is the origin of the color draining. Sorry, say that, like you said, summoning spell and a what? And um, some sort of environmental affecting okay. spell, uh, as this is the cause of the, the, the color drain. They're trying to terraform it to whatever was like another plane and summoning something into it maybe the essence of their plane would that speed along the trying to unite all her all of the planes together oh this is bad oh this this is not going to end well As retrievers carve in the last final runes, as you uh, you see them begin to drain more light and color, as everything around you now is completely grayscale. So. I'm guessing they're having a whole lot of fun with either the plane of shadow or the negative elemental planes. Either way, this this is not exactly hospitable. A void dark sphere omits over the large carved room. You see Gwen, uh his just demeanor shifts as he kind of falls into himself as he rubs his hands with his eyes and in, in defeat. Any of you peering out the window, do you peer into the sphere? I'm peering. 
I am immediately. Jonathan is just gonna immediately look away from the spear as soon as he starts to see it form. I'm straight peering. I am entranced by the curiosity. Those who look into the void stare for a long while. You see the vague form of a humanoid shape appear as they become more clear you see a humanoid in pure white robes you you only see the the top like busk half of him as he looks into this uh that looks through this orb as you see the the white hood obscuring his face as he turns and his face is completely void dark with little glints of white like stars as he turns towards uh and, and looks out into this uh, uh, through this orb, you feel as though his eyes are directly upon you. You feel fear. A pure, unadulterated fear. This is not fear masked by another emotion like adrenaline or sadness. This is true dread. You feel your entire body freeze as as the unsettling chill. If you had not come to the realization, you now think to yourselves, Oh, this really is the end of the world. We need to run now. As you stare into the sphere long enough as your body can take it before, uh, as a knee-jerk reaction looking away out out of panic. Go. Okay. Um, Go. So what do we do, guys? Go. <laughs> Run. <laughs> Far and fast. Um, let's just... No, t- just get down. to the store. Or just get to the shore. Just go down the ladder. <laughs> just slip out and run as quickly and quietly as possible. Yeah, as uh, Gwen takes a deep sigh, puts on his helmet, and puts Milo around his back once more. 
go fast and we go quiet. We stop for nothing. What of the other bloodhounds? We stop for nothing. They're gone. Then we all proceed to start doing the sparrow run. Go. <laughs> gotta go. We can't help them. Stop right chatting, now. just go. We, have we to understand. Go descend the ladder and book it throughout the streets. Uh, Behind you. Go for it. Um, what's needs to Because before all this, he was heading in an opposite direction towards a clock tower. Uh, I'll just say for convenience, uh, Nees was wandering in the same direction that, uh, Gwen was following you guys, uh, was leading the rest of your party, and you, y'all met up with him and went, oh, hey, Gwen, and followed them. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, just, just for simplicity's sake, I kind of forgot that you wandered off. My apologies. Okay. Uh... I, as you all bolt through the streets, you hear screeches and roars of creatures you've never heard before. Creatures you could only dream in the worst of your nightmares. Uh, what direction am I hearing them from? Uh, from from the the portal. So like behind me and to the left-ish? You're just booking your way through the streets. You're not really paying attention. It's just kind of back behind you somewhere. You're not really paying attention to what streets you're going down. You're just kind of all running through the streets. To the shore. Okay. As uh, the houses become more sparse, as it become the the cobblestone is breached with sand, uh, you all run towards what you think is a shore, but make a sudden uh, pause as you realize you're standing over a cliff face, looking over to what Nee sees as a very familiar island. As you are over, looking over this cove, seeing uh, the island before you, I just need to call a quick five-minute break. Uh, the Adai Nau escaping the uh, <coughs> now destroyed and uh, darkened state of Farhaven City find themselves looking over a cove at the island that keeps uh, dwelling in Nise's dreams. Okay. Uh, Nise, as um, you get closer to the island, the heartbeat increases. The vibrations get rockier. As you stare over the island, finally in its full capacity, the heartbeat 
Oh no. As you step up towards the the cove, looking over, curiosity enveloped in your mind. You see stones beginning to fly up from beneath the sea, creating a land bridge to cross. Too easy. We could have made it work. That is pretty cool, though. Do we have a Liam? Yep, sorry. Oh, yeah, all good. I, I start making my way down. Knees crosses the land bridge, and the rest of the Adai now will follow. This island seems unaffected by the events that just unfolded around you. As you leave the encroaches of Farhaven Island, you, you see color beginning to return back to your vision to the world around you. You peer into the the dense jungle-like forest upon this small island. You notice a lack of sound. Not in an eerie sense, but just in a, 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 a quiet, peaceful sense. But still, it, the only being around 7 o'clock, you should still hear the, the evening birds chirp. Is this kind of like if you find a perfectly clear pool, nothing is living in it, and you should be suspicious? How should we know? We're literally crossing a magical land bridge that we don't know where it came from. Eh. I think we're past the point of being suspicious. And we're possibly being chased by the horrors, the horriest horrors of this world. Say that ten times fast. Right. The horrific horrors. No, the like I said, the horroriest because the they're horrorious. the most, they're the most horrific. The horrorious whores? No, horrorious horrors. Horrors. I think I'm getting far Hemorrhoid too used to, I think I'm getting far too used to running away from things beyond my scope of existence. Mm. <laughs> it's better than running towards them. Um... Knees, do you begin to enter into the jungle? Um, brief hesitation on my mind, but wanting to know the answers, I enter. You begin to crest into this forest. As you pass by a small cluster of rocks and within you see uh, 
moss and sticks and, and a few uh, pieces of bark built up as a small nest for, uh, for a family uh, of voles. You see them all in a deep slumber. I, Yonatan is going to uh, check over them and make sure that they are healthy and okay from a distance. Uh, they seem healthy, yet in a, in a deep slumber. Um... I am going, I'm going to, uh, put a piece of blackwater crab meat just on the, just on the side there and just walk away. Knees, do you do anything as you uh, inspect this small nest, slumbering creatures? I, uh, I I approach the nest and I just observe them. Is it is it? Am I able to like circle around it? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, there's there's a few like bigger rocks, but you like the bigger being compared to small voles there you can you can walk around it just fine I, I i walk around it and just observe the nest and then i i just reach my hand out to gently touch one of them <coughs> you gently stroke its fur and it does not move, it does not awaken. Like it's hibernating. Voles don't hibernate, they torpor. Hmm, that's strange. Wait, it's not winter, I, right? Like, it's out of place? Pardon me? Is it winter? It's, uh, no, yeah, on the southern uh, side of the boundless shore, oh, it's, right, uh, yeah. it still stays pretty warm. Um, you all, uh, knees, do you move forward from this small nest, or do you investigate it further? Sorry. I, I continue forward. Okay. As you walk a few paces forward, uh, you see in a small uh, clearing, you see a fox also sprawled out in a deep slumber. Can I tell if this is a magic slumber or not? Can I go ahead and roll me a knowledge arcana? Let's 
Sick. That's a 23. Um, it's magical in nature. But they don't seem to be under any spell. Hmm. That's quite odd. Are there any, like... I want to say fruits in the area? Like, if I find any, like, nuts or, like, things that these animals would have eaten in the last 24 hours? Go, go ahead and roll me a survival check. Could I give the help action on that? I'd like I'm just going to pass her my rod. You get a plus yeah, twenty. You, you um, there's a there's a bushel of uh, blackberries, uh, just kind of off the beaten path a little bit. Um, you can tell that it hasn't been consumed at all recently. It, it is, uh, it would be in just in post blossom where this it would be probably the most ripe, mm -hmm. and it hadn't been eaten. Is that the only one in the area that these animals? Could have eaten. I guess they wouldn't have. Um, you you take a take a, a quick survey around, and none of the other bushels seem to have been eaten either. Hmm. Okay, my plan doesn't work anymore. <laughs> nope, this was not a knowledge rip Van Winkle effect. I guess not a Snow White yeah. type situation. Well, I was gonna like see if they ate something that could have made them sleepy, but I think we might find our answers deeper in the island. Yeah. Yeah. Off we go, I guess. Yet I now trek further on. As they approach a, uh, a clearing, and just further beyond is a small winding river. Sitting in the center of this clearing, uh, his back, uh, turned towards you, you see a um an elderly turtle folk man sitting cross-legged his shell out towards you is this like um a, like is this species like common at all like not not really they're like enough that like uh, what i've no, even seen not, one before no, uh, no, you wouldn't. Know. Okay. I don't even think you would have seen a turtle. Really? You you might have now in your adventure. Right. But yeah. Do, do you think any of us would have seen one? Uh, probably like, not. They're a very uh, secluded race. Uh, there they live for for many many years, and they're not known to uh, find mates very commonly. So they're not. Uh, reproduce very commonly. As you see uh, on his shell, you see uh, moss. And uh, just kind of tucked in the back of his neck, you see a small nest with slumbering birds. Wait, is he sleeping? Oh, okay. You want to approach him? Sure. Yeah. Tobin takes a, a, a few paces forward. Uh, as you see, 
the the turtle folk kind of stretch his shoulders back and hello hello what's a guy like you doing in a place like this waiting for the one not me Um, could you be a little more specific about the one? I, I seek. Oh, sorry. Go on. Uh, I I walk up. Are you the one playing the heartbeat in my head? Are you the one they call Knees Kiriki? One and only. Wonderful. I'd like everybody except for Knees to make me a will saving throw. Oh, oh, God. Okay. Ooh, that was rough. Yeah. I forgot how long I have Keldrin. <laughs> so, yeah, Keldrin's will to roll. Oh, yeah. I got a fat nine. Ooh. 26. I accidentally closed down Caldewood's character sheet. Give me a second. Uh, 26. He dusted his own character sheet. 26 for Yontan. <laughs> Peter got a nat one. Uh, 24 for Caldewood. What, uh, what about... Uh, Mr. Uh, Alistair, sorry, I didn't hear yours. 36. You guys got some ridiculous will. I rolled a 17. I've got some bonuses. I've got a 3 in my will. I got 12. I got oh, a 30. Got I've got four, plus 14. Will's not the fighter's strongest one. I only have a little bit because of sorcery. Tobin and Peter... As you guys um, made your ways further into the island, you feel sluggish. Tobin, you kind of brushed it off a little bit as, oh, maybe I'm just tired and damaged from the fight. But you encroach this clearing, your eyelids begun, begin to feel super heavy. I'm just going to let out sit on this rock yawn. here. Sit, take a breather. Yeah, you, you sit down and, and take a breather. <laughs> Your eyes begin to close. As you all see Tobin's head fall into his arms. As, as you see Peter similarly kind of acting a little bit drowsy, kind of circles around for a moment on a on a soft piece of grass and lies down and falls asleep. I don't think that's a good thing. 
I try to uh, I try to drag. Uh, uh, I'm terrible with names. <laughs> Tobin. Tobin over to uh, over to Peter. Uh, can I tell if Tobin's in any harm other than just being? Oh yeah, I am like. Uh, I've got a gash in my. Uh, well, you wrapped me up, but like I yeah. didn't really get other any than healing. This shit I've already dealt with. <laughs> I, I, well, I'm, well, I'm, I'm I mean, he's sitting so around. Yeah, I'm sitting around like bleeding on a scale of one to ninety-four. I'd say I'm about a. <laughs> I'd say I'm about a thirty-two. <laughs> I'll just <laughs> he seems to be in no in, in seemingly in no danger from the sleeping effect. Just cool. other than the fact that he and everything else on this island is asleep. I'll just I'll leave him, but I'm just gonna kinda stay within reaching distance in case. Uh what what happened to those two? Do you know what's going on here, uh, Mr. Turtle Folk Man? Knees, Kiriki. Follow me. We have much to discuss. Your friends may rest here until your return. You are safe. This island is protected. Very well. Good luck, I guess, Sneeze. You got this, buddy. <laughs> I cast minor creation in order to make a wooden lean-to above uh, above Peter and Tobin. <laughs> Can't account for weather. <laughs> the turtle folk slowly stands up and begins to walk Does he have a very cane? slowly, painfully slowly. Does he have a cane? Off towards the, uh, doesn't have a cane, no. Lame. <clears throat> uh, <clears throat> sorry. Had a turtle folk in my throat. <laughs> sure, that was uncomfortable. Yeah, it was. Uh, the turtle folk slowly walks towards uh, the island. You you walk in silence for a while, um, and you're getting impatient as as uh, someone who is kind of go go go. Having to follow trail slowly behind this turtle folk is agitating you. Actually, I, sorry, I don't think I would be impatient just because I am an infiltrator and waiting is part of the job. Oh, all right, so never mind. Uh, do you try to strike any conversation with the turtle folk as, as you're walking? But why am I here? 
patience. You are a small pebble that shall descend to an avalanche. You Rocks. are the mountain that withstands the winds. You are the hurricane that decimates the forest. You are the earthquake that causes and forms the rivers. <coughs> you are every stone, pebble, blade of grass, tree, root, moss, and stone. As you find yourself now uh, looking over the lapping waves on a small cove at the tip of the island, you see uh, just uh, a, a little bit out, a, a small cluster of rocks that uh, this turtle folk seems to have his eyes fixated on. Now this, oh, go on. I was just going to say, I look where he, in the direction he's looking. As you watch the, the waters lap onto the stones and slowly drift off, lap onto the stones and drift off. Now listen. Open your heart to the earth. Right. Your last, oh, go on. Uh, I was just going to say, close my eyes and take in everything. Your last name, Kiriki, in the old town. Kir, to see. Iki, rock. You are the waystone and the guide to awaken something that has been lost for time. Go to the stones, descend in the water, seek your destiny. Are you sure you got the right person? I'm just a gnome from a magic shop. The uh, every urchin, urchin in my body is is making me want to say there are no accidents. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Uwe. But I'm not gonna say that. Instead, uh, go instead away. Of... <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> instead of responding to the question, the the turtle folk 
sits down cross-legged once again and closes his eyes, breathes deeply, and sits perfectly still. I have to find the answers for myself. And I proceed to the rocks. Bros gather in nature chakra. You uh, dive into the water and swim out towards the rocks as you climb your way onto the rocks and look down into the descending ocean below as this part of the of the waters near the island is is quite deep. I turn into the merfolk and make my way down. As you jumping and doing a flip as you morph into a merfolk and dive into the water. As you follow the rocks below. As the seemingly stone gray of the rock turns to a amber orange. The rocks take the form of scales. As you see large eyelid closed and a large jaw extend out large snout on the end you see the slumbering form of Gareth, the orange dragon. Me, one lion turtle. In Draconic, I say, I am here. Become one. With the earth. How do I do that? Be still. I... I sit down at the bottom and just close my eyes. As I... Meditate as I normally do when I'm experiencing new sensations with my powers. The heartbeat returns once more, but instead of a mysterious pounding headache, it's comforting. It's soothing. It's making you tired. As you meditate for an unknown period of time, as the turtle appears from the forest into the clearing towards the Adainaul without knees. He approaches says, he has found his place 
Go return and do what you do. He shall reunite with you when he is ready. What do you mean when he's ready? He has a destiny to fulfill, as do you all. This is where the river splits. For now, one day, all rivers will lead to the ocean. Who are you? Me, 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 me. I am what's still awake of Gareth, the living island. It was good to meet you, patrons of the celestial. Does Tobin wake up or? As he bows, he stands up and takes a deep breath. But as he exhales, you you hear a gust of wind into the clearing as you see his body turn to leaves and blow along the wind as you see the birds fluttering, awakened out of the nest as Tobin and Peter awaken from their slumber. Mm. Oh, I must have fallen asleep. I see Peter next to me. I'll pet him a little bit. I'll be like, hey, buddy. <laughs> where'd knees go? He's where he needs to be, I guess. Could you be any more ominous? As he's just like still rubbing his eyes, trying to wake up. Um, the turtle folk that was here before he fell asleep, if you remember him. Mm-hmm. Um, he basically informed us that Knees has a destiny to fulfill. <sighs> this is kind of is where he we safe? Are We've been told to leave him behind. Is he safe? We don't know. I mean, if we're to believe what we've been told, as far as we know, he's safe. Um, I, well, I wasn't exactly present for the conversation, so do you guys believe the turtle man? I believe the turtle man. I mean, he just told us that Knees' path splits from ours, at least for the time being. The, uh, he told us that this is where the river parts for now. Knees did willingly go with him, so I'm trusting him. Okay, well, shall we head back to the manor? Uh, kind of look at Gwen. like, what do you think? That sounds like an excellent idea. Oh, very well. I could use some glimmer. 
we could also use some time to recover <laughs> before going after Safiri's boys. Going after what? What about Safiri's boys? Re re rescuing them. Those were Kay's boys. Yeah, I know, but like, we've got... Don't we have some... No, folks? we were going to save Kay's friends. Right. Are you just talking about like creating a plan to go and go back and save them later? Is is that what you're saying? Sorry, I kind of misunderstood you as well. Don't didn't uh Tsifiri give us a task to find No, that that this was this was uh Kay's mission to you guys to find his boys, which you found them and this happened. Right, but don't we also No. No, Safiri uh, uh, said go rescue Kay's friends and then meet back in the manor it is what uh, his orders to you. Ah, okay. okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. You're right. Alright, well then let's head back to the manor. Do we want to call it there then? Yeah, as uh, the Adai Nawul now departed with Nis Kiriki make their way to the shores to figure out the plan to what happens next as the rising threat of the Everdark and the Vainglorious X grow ever more... I'm going to use the word pertinent, but I'm not sure if that's mm. a real word or the applicable word. Very well. We're going to use that. No, no, they are. That's... That is applicable. Is and are. right. Is and biz, I don't know. Is and biz. All right. And that is and biz the end of today's episode. Thank you very much for joining us on this fantastical episode of Nate, the Boundless Shores. Nate, you better unmute. You've got a thing to say. We've been drunk. We've been dumb. Bye! Have a great time! <laughs>